developmental optometrist, award-winning author, and international speaker, Dr. Lynn Hellerstein holds powerful and inspiring conversations with her guests on Vision Beyond Sight in areas of healthcare, wellness, education, sports, and psychology. They share their inspirational stories of healing and life transformation through their vision expansion. Billions of people have vision problems, and vision is more than 2020. Vision Beyond Sight will help you see with clarity and gain courage and confidence. Your vision does not define you. You define your vision. With Dr. Lin's new way to look at your life through a new lens, you will be ready to meet yourself and receive visualizations for miracles to come. Welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Hi friends, this is Dr. Lynn and welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Today will be a different podcast. Many of you who listen regularly to the podcast hear so many speakers discuss how they utilize visualization, create a bigger vision. And today I'm going to share my experience in visualization. This is part three of the power of visualization. Part one was about what visualization is and how to utilize the process. Part two is about visualization and the impact on academic performance. And today is about utilizing visualization for sports and music top performance. You can go back and listen to part one and two on your favorite uh, podcast platform. Uh, But today, let's let's get started. Just wanted to... let you know a little bit why I started visualization and why this area is so important to me personally, as well as in my um, practice and just in life. As a founder and co-owner of Hellerstein and Brenner Vision Center, I've been a developmental optometrist for more than 45 years. My emphasis has always been working the area of what we call vision therapy. We have many speakers on the podcast talk about vision therapy. Um, and you'll be able to hear them be interviewed about how they've helped so many people transform their lives through the vision therapy, including visualization. And many of those people are uh, have learning disabilities or reading problems, special needs, double vision, crossed eyes, lazy eyes, ADHD, dyslexia, brain injury. You know, I could give you more and more acronyms and all, and but it's all all people who use their eyes for function, we need to make sure they have top visual skills to perform, whether it be athletes, musicians, and exceptional performers. So my passion has gradually changed. Uh, I'm no longer treating patients in the vision therapy office anymore. Uh, I have great staff that does that. But I'm still so interested in empowering people to utilize their inner vision through visualization. And this all started in 2002 when I had significant health problems and really found myself so disconnected from my my health, my physical well-being, my emotional, spiritual. And I happened to find a great psychologist, Dr. Deb Sandella, who created RIM, Releasing Inner Memories Program. And she'll be on the podcast soon as well. And Dr. Deb's work was about utilizing visualization in the whole body. 
And I'll let her explain more in a future podcast, but it was very multisensory and it totally influenced me personally as well as my work. So let's get started with how and why visualization is so important and how, especially I say sports and music performers, but it's any type of performance, uh, especially beyond, we're talking about reme beyond remediation. It's not like necessarily there's a problem in the performance, but how do you really enhance and get to that top level performance? Great athletes see themselves as winners. They tell themselves, talk to themselves. They perform like winners. You know, that sounds like the see it, say it, do it process. They visualize, declare, and take action to create being a winner. If they leave any of those steps out, if they don't see themselves, they always see themselves not getting the award or they tell themselves they're not very good or they never practice. You know, if there's a breakdown in any of the see it, say it, do a process, it usually will show up in their performance and they're either inconsistent or they just never meet their goals. So I'm going to read you a few quotes from athletes in a variety of areas for men, women, um, for all types of sports. One of the most important ways to separate yourself from others is your ability to utilize visualization techniques. Many of the best athletes in the world in all sports have seen themselves executing the fundamentals of their sport long before they ever get on the court or the field. They understand the visualization process. And that quote is from Kevin Eastman, who was a uh, coach of the Boston Celtics and very well known in the field of basketball. Here's from Terry Zelenak. Visualize. The book, See It, Say It, Do It, which was my first book, was my mantra as I took on the challenge to Nepal's Everest Base Camp at 17,500 feet. Chapter six in See It, Say It, Do It described how Dr. Hellerstein prepared for the challenge of her first marathon. This greatly helped me prepare for my trek. A champion, a new quote, a champion is a person who fulfills his or her potential and lives a life of satisfaction and service. And that's by the author of Building Champions, a guide for parents, of junior golfers, B. Epstein Shepard. She's a psychologist. One more from Jim Lynch, author of One Foot in Front of the Other. Being a marathon runner, mental focus and visualization is necessary and is as big a part of my training and actual marathon as the physical part is. My mantra is, my mind controls my body, my body does not control my mind. And this quote really takes me back to 2009 when I walked a marathon with my daughter. And there's a whole story about that uh, in my book. But basically, I had never walked even more than five miles. And I took on walking 26.2 miles in a marathon. And I remember getting there and we picked up a little flyer for this marathon, it was a rock and roll marathon in Seattle. And it says, 50% of this marathon is all mental. 
the other 50% is all mental. And I thought, great. <laughs> so you can talk to coaches and all different kinds of sports for all different ages. And it's really sure you have to be in shape. And yes, you need the physical skills for the sport. No question. But if you don't connect the mind and have some type of mechanism to really integrate mind-body performance, then you're going to struggle at some level. So what I wanted to do was share some basic visualization scripts that you could use very easily with people of all ages. And these are scripts that are out of my book, 50 Tips to Improve Your Sports Performance, which you can get on my website, lynnhellerstein.com or on Amazon. And it's a short little pocketbook that you can throw right in your, your bag. Uh, a coach could use this for their age group quickly. There's other types of activities in it as well. But I wanted to share some of these easy scripts for visualization for sports. Now, you might say, at what age could you start? And I've done these activities uh, specifically kind of for a sports performance down to the age of three. And so here's the first script for the age group kind of at three to eight years old, depending on the group, the maturation, the interest. Um, you know, you might be able to throw some more activity in this, but I'm going to start with a real basic script and then I'm going to go to a higher age group and then another higher age group. And you can see how it starts with the same foundation and then builds depending on the age um, in, with intensity and, and the impact increases as well. So here's the script for three to eight year olds. So this would be the parent or the coach to the child. You know, let's let's say this little one wants to jump like a broad jump, but they want to jump far. So you could tell your child, stand with your feet together and jump with both feet as far as you can. Let's see how far you can go. And then the child will jump. And often it's like, you know, a few inches, maybe a foot. And I'll say, do you want to do you want to jump further? And they go, yeah, I'll say then let's do it again. But before we do it. I want you to imagine or pretend in your mind, see yourself going much further. And often they'll use their hand and point to how much further they're going to go. So you give them a second to picture it. And then you say, okay, jump. And you draw a line. And almost always is it much further than the first time. And they get excited about that. You draw the mark and then you can do it again. Hmm. What do you think? You want to try further? Okay. Pretend. And again, I don't say visualize, especially to the young kids. I'll say pretend or imagine that you're going to jump so far. Show me how far. And they like are pointing way far away. Okay. Do it. And they do it. And then eventually the game gets old, but it's like magic. And I'll tell the kid, it is like magic. Isn't it cool how in your own mind, in your own brain, you can imagine what you want to do and you can help yourself create new goals. And so you modify the language according to the age. But it's just remember how your own imaginations and thoughts can help you do anything you want. 
So that script is the foundation that we use for almost any age level. The power of your own mind. You know, there's not a lot of things you can control in your life, but what you can control is your imagination and your thoughts. And this is the start of helping people understand that power. And we talk about, you know, today I'm talking about sports, music, and other performance. This is so true in academic. This is in, in healthcare. You name it. This is strategy that you could use in any area of your life, learning how you are in charge of your own visualizations, pictures, and thoughts. Okay? So let's... Uh, Listen to one new quote, and we'll move on to the next script after that. This is from a, a high schooler. He was in high school when he gave me this quote, Sven Lundell, who was a Wyoming State High School swimming champ. And he shared how he prepare, prepared for his swim meet. He would say, every day before I would swim, I would see an outline of what I knew the future would hold for me. I would feel the environment and visualize the surroundings that would encompass my every action when my moment to shine came. In almost every race that I implemented this, I have come out victorious. Thanks, Finn. And he used to, I, you know, when I'd watch him on a swim meet, he wasn't there listening to his music. For some people, that helps calm him down. He was seeing himself, feeling the environment, seeing his swim. Uh, and at a very young age, he learned to uh, uh, really master some of these visualization abilities. All right, let's go into the next script for little older kids, probably around 9 to 13 years old. So this is where you can get a little bit more formal in the activity. And you would start by telling this athlete to find a relaxing place to sit or lie down. And listen, if they're on a field, a soccer field, a court, they could lay down right there. And this is where we really start working more on the breathing. And so we'll breathe in and breathe out. And breathe in your nose and breathe out your mouth. And we tell them to allow their eyes to gently close and allow their body to relax. We take just a, you know, 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Breathing so important depending on how stressed they are. Could be longer or shorter. And then when you are ready, see yourself getting ready to play. Let's start by, you know, just getting dressed, putting on your uniform. Putting on your clothing, putting on your equipment. How do you feel? And then the child responds. Then we continue on. Now go to the gym or the field or wherever the athletic event will be. So you can change this, you know, for any sport. So you fill in the blank. Go to the field. Imagine yourself looking strong, confident, and ready to play. Take a look at the whole field. How does it look? And allow a little time for the child to respond. And acknowledge their response. 
I see that, I know that, I acknowledge. And you might ask them, well, gee, what's the weather like? Is the sun out? So you're trying to help them build a more vibrant imagery. And the child responds, and then you ask, who else is there? And you wait a few seconds, and the child responds. How do you feel? And allow the child to respond. Are you nervous? And often the child might say yes. And so just observe that response. And then you go with it. If they say no, you move on. If they say yes, you might say, hmm, where do you feel nervous? And often the child say, in my stomach, butterflies in my stomach, or in my heart, or in my head, or in my feet. Whatever they say, oh, that's very common. Just pay attention to that area. And often it's in their tummy. And we'll say, great, put your hand on your tummy and just breathe into your hand. If it's her head, hold your head. If it's her heart, put your hands on your heart. And then just breathe into the spot, into their hands. And we give as much time as they need. Sometimes it's short, and sometimes, boy, you can see them start to calm down. And we'll ask, do you need more? And then depending what they say, we might do more breathing. We might ask where else that nervousness is. And then we'll say, great, you can just know you can take your imagination with you. You can always bring somebody or something with you for this game. You could bring your mom or your superhero or your pet. Imagine them with you, keeping you nice and safe and calm. Sometimes they like to bring a picture or, you know, a small lucky charm or a stuffy, depending on the sport. So it's just a way to get them prepped for the sport and to make them mindful and be aware of what's going on. So this could be 30 seconds or a minute, or it could turn into 10 or 15 minutes if they're really into it or nervous or depending on the person. Okay, so that's how easy it is. You allow them to guide you to guide them, basically. Let's listen to another quote. This is from a professional golfer, Val Skinner, woman golfer, uh, who was also an LPGA golf analyst. And she says, when you can't center your eyes, you can't quiet your mind. And you need that quiet for your concentration. That's when the third eye or the ability to visualize comes into play. And we had the opportunity, thanks to my colleague, Dr. Sue Lowe in Wyoming, we had the opportunity of working with Val Skinner. She was uh, one of the top college prospects for professional women's golf. And she got out of college and just wasn't playing well and making the cut. And somebody sent her to my colleague, Dr. Lowe, and she did an evaluation and found that she had what we call an overconvergence tendency for the eyes to overpoint or cross. They didn't cross, but they wanted to cross. So all day long, she was working to keep her eyes aligned. And that's what she referred to as when you can't center your eyes. 
Well, Val did, uh, a, I call it binge vision therapy, where she came in for hours. She took a little time off the tour. I mean, it was costing her money, but she knew she had to do something because she would hit a great drive, and then when she would putt, she'd line up her butt, putt, and then address the ball, and it was like, wait, the cup has moved. What I saw isn't what I see from a different angle. So she really couldn't trust her eye alignment, her vision, which is how she then creates a visualization, which is how then she performs from her picture. And so she had an intensive vision therapy program, really improved the convergence and, you know, the, uh, the quick ending is she became one of the top LGBA golfers, top money winners for years. I remember we had the opportunity to walk with, uh, uh, with Val on one of her courses. And she hit a ball into the lake. And I've never seen her hit a ball out of bounds like that. I said, what happened, Val? She said she had visualized her shot. And then when she went to address the ball, she thought, I better hit it to to the right a little more. She thought but didn't re-picture. And so the right really got her to hit it to the right, way to the right, into the lake. And so she said, my mistake was I needed to back away, reimagine, revisualize that shot, and that would have never happened. So you can see at any level from the little kids jumping further to high level professional performance, visualization has its role. So let's talk about the kind of script we might use for teens and adults. And again, I'm going to give you the rough template. You can find that template in my book, 50 Tips to Improve Your Sports Performance. But it really needs to be fluid. You know, when you get a response from that athlete, they may lead you into something else. And what you really want to do is listen and ask about what they said. But you always keep it kind of in a sensory motor. You want to know how it feels, how it sounds, how it looks. You know, you don't want to ask yes and no questions, okay? So here's the script for teens and adults. Sit or lie in a place, a comfortable place where you won't be interrupted. And these days you need to say, turn off your phone or, you know, put your phone away or whatever, okay? Relax your body and take several long breaths. And we'll do a whole breathing activity depending on their interest, time. Sometimes we'll talk about belly breathing in and out of their belly. Close your eyes and allow an image to appear of you doing this sport or musical event or whatever it is. The image can be one you experienced before or something new. It really doesn't matter. If you become distracted or find that you're thinking about something else, acknowledge it and just let it go. I'll often put that thought on a cloud and let the cloud just drift through and out. If you low, lose that image, focus on your breathing in and out. Imagine the sights, sounds, tastes, feelings, and even the smells of the experience. Take note of as much detail through as many senses as possible. 
That's how you get out of thinking and into visualization and imagery. Very sensory. Feel it, see it, hear it, move it, touch it, smell it. And then you ask, what are you wearing? Who's there? What are you hearing? How do you feel? Now allow yourself to go through the actual activity, starting with dressing in your uniform or your clothing, all your equipment, going to the venue, gathering any other equipment that you'll need for performance, warming up and getting ready to play. Actually get in your stance and go through the motion of a swing or a run or a hit. See it, feel it, practice it. Make sure you see the entire follow through, finish it, and then what? If you start experiencing any obstacles or fears, such as falling off a beam or striking out, this is the time to imagine a time when you were very successful at the activity and practice from that place from that mind-body place where you're relaxed, having fun, and performing well. Continue breathing, relaxing, and maintaining your awareness throughout the visualization. And make sure you visualize success completing the sport or musical event, crossing the finish line, hitting a home run, completing a routine, standing up after, you know, playing a piano concerto. See yourself finishing the way you want to. If it is a competition where you get a medal or an award, see yourself going to that podium and receiving that. Feel it, embrace, embody. After you complete this practice, make some kind of declaration like, I'm a winner. I'm smooth and powerful. That was my best performance. I did it. It's okay to make mistakes. This is a learning experience. My coach believes in me. I believe in myself. Whatever it is, it's really important that see it, say it is the declaration. Because you're going to continue using that declaration for sport, uh, support and confidence. So this is an activity that you could practice every day. And you really need to practice this before the day of performance so that it becomes automatic. It needs to be automatic, integrated, to use it at a stressful time. And you need to be consistent in practicing it. I'll give you a story of a friend that I um, helped this was a young uh, college um, lady who was getting her master's degree in uh, vocal performance. She had been sick with strep throat for several weeks, hadn't been able to practice. And now she's going for her final performance in front of all of her, in the jury, you know, made up of her professors and people from the university, friends, family, et cetera. She was freaked out. She couldn't perform until the day of the performance, according to the doctor, because of her strep throat. And so we didn't have much time. They called me last minute. And all I had time to do 
was quick breathing, breathe in and out, feel her surrounds, and then imagine a time when you sang so beautifully, sang your very best, sang when you felt great. Just imagine that time and just sit in that space for just a minute and breathe into that space. And her only job was when she got up to perform was to go to that space and just sing from there. So what we did was just to put her back in a space that her body, her mind, her breathing had experienced before and just repeat that kind of performance. And beautiful success. She sang like an angel and got her degree and everything went well. But it's to show you how simple and quick this could be or how long you could make it. This could be an hour visualization. And the more you practice, even the breathing, there's one thing to do. And, you know, especially in the first part of um, the power of visualization, we talk a lot about breathing. But if nothing more, breathing taking a pause can totally, can totally change your performance. And then, you know, as I say, practice, practice, practice. Brain research shows that neurons are fired together, wired together. In other words, when you practice, the nerves in the brain actually start networking and developing patterns so that movements become automatic. And that's how it has to be for this performance. You're trying to think your way, what do I do next, whatever, that's where you fall on your face and uh, really struggle. And so practice and consistency are key elements for success. You know, create your schedule, your structure, and then practice what we call the see it, say it, do it process. It's transformational time to give you the ta-da's, those great success in the next step forward in your life. And one more quote as we leave here. The combination of solid physical training and confidence really comes together in sports. It's never too early to teach your child the basics of mental training. Training the mind is no different than training the body. And that's a quote from Allison Arnold, PhD, who is uh, the mental toughness coach to the USA Gymnastics, USA Figure Skating, and six NCAA teams. So, you know, let's, let's do what the, the uh, great athletes do. No matter if you'll ever be an Olympic athlete or just a weekend warrior or an everyday play on the playground person, that mental training will carry over into your entire life. So I thank you so much for listening today, playing with visualization practice. Please check out my previous podcasts on the visualization, my books that talk a lot about visualization. I have videos on YouTube and just lots of references into how to optimize your visualization, your visual imagery, your mental training, your mental toughness, you know, whatever you call it, how to the, be the best for who you want to be. And so in closing, remember, your vision does not define you. You define your vision. Create a beautiful, awesome vision for yourself and live it. Thanks so much. 
We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on Vision Beyond Sight. Join Dr. Lynn Hellerstein each week to help you find clarity in your functional vision and expand the power of your seeing brain to gain courage, confidence, and success in your life. Remember, your vision does not define you. You define your vision. For more information and find additional podcasts, visit lynnhellerstein.com. See you next time on Vision Beyond Sight.